G'day, 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 and welcome to a, another podcast of Gatesy's study on Bible topics. Has been a fair old while, and I apologise for that. It's this, uh, yeah, MIDI controller box. It, I was halfway through my last recording of, for Chapter Eight, and it just decided to cark it halfway through, and I haven't been able to suss out another one since due to seeding and those sort of things so big thanks to my younger brother that allowed me to have one of his and hopefully it works out quite well so time will tell as we go through it today so let us pray and we'll get into it i guess dear lord heavenly father we just honor you and we give you all the praise and all the glory for you deserve it Lord God, we just acknowledge you above all, Father, and the the structure that you set up throughout the Bible for us to live and to follow so that we may come back to relationship with you. And Lord, as we understand through Genesis, that, that was truly your aim all along, for us to be in relationship with you. And by man's choice to walk away, you had to make a way for us to come back. And through Yeshua, we are just so grateful that he came willingly to follow your plan for us so that we can then follow your plan and be a part of it, Lord. So, Father, we just ask that as we read the word today, Lord God, that you just bring revelation to myself and everyone listening, Lord God, that as they follow through, Lord, that you just, your spirit will speak truth into them in parts that I won't reveal, Lord God, because that's not the truth that you'll reveal to me at the time, Lord. But, Father, I just ask that Holy Spirit just come upon them, whoever's listening, Lord God, and that they're able to deeply get into what you're trying to say through your word, Lord God, more than just the words on the pages, Father, but the suggestions that are made through it and the patterns that are seen, Lord father and the the understanding of the the words that are portrayed lord god so we just lift you up and honor you and just ask that you are with us today as we go through your word lord god just guiding us in every step in yeshua's mighty and wonderful name amen all right so yes it's been a good month and a half unfortunately i have been wanting to get back to it but that just hasn't happened so in the meantime, I've been listening to podcasts from various people and, oh, sorry, sermons from various people that are in the form of a podcast. So while I'm out on the farm doing work, if there's not, if I'm in the tractor, I just have it playing through the stereo. If I'm walking around the farm doing jobs that aren't requiring loud noise, I just have it playing in my pocket, just soaking it in. So there is one that I would really like to suggest to everyone that does listen to this in the future and whatnot um over easter i was washing the dishes and i normally have i'll take my time to do the dishes the wife isn't too impressed with that but that's just what i do and i have the the ipad plan i usually watch like full drive videos or whatever some really rugged stuff um but this time as i went onto the home page of youtube uh a sermon popped up for uh, in reference to what Jesus did while in hell for three days and three nights. And I thought, oh, that's actually really interesting. Because that morning I'd actually preached on 
it is finished at church and the significance of what that means and the symbolism that Jesus portrayed when he had the Last Supper, which was actually Passover. And so what was the significance of Passover? Well, when the Israelites were in Egypt and they, God said, I'm going to pass over the nation of Egypt and I'm going to kill every firstborn if they do not have the blood of the first lamb across their doors, along the sides and across the top. And my spirit of death will pass over them. And that is what the Passover meant, that the spirit of God passed over them because they followed and they obeyed him. And so, yeah, I'm going off track, but that's all right. I haven't put this sermon up because I wasn't, when I listened to it again, I wasn't happy with how I presented it in parts. And so I think I'll actually do it on the podcast and present it, I hope, a little bit better. So, yeah, so the Passover, you had to kill the first ram lamb, so the first male lamb that was the best as an offering. So you're always to bring your first. And so Cain and Abel were supposed to bring their first of their flock and of their veggie garden or their wheat crop or whatever it was. Um, and so that's what God portrays throughout scripture that it is, has to be the first born. And so it's pretty incredible that they had to have flatbread and they had to eat sheep. And in Exodus, Leviticus and Numbers, it describes very intricately how that's supposed to take place and what you're supposed to do with that lamb the shedding of the blood, uh, and there's multiple sacrifices. So the first one is completely offered up to God, and so it is burnt 100%. Flesh, guts, fat, and bones are completely consumed by fire. The second one is offering that is burnt, but then a portion of it is given to the priests. And then the third one, if they're able to afford that, that they bring that, that that is also a offering for the person that brings it and they are able to partake of the flesh of that. And so it's quite interesting that when Jesus died, so he had it. So Israel states the start of the day is when the sun goes down, not up. So that is the start of the day. And so they have their first meal at nighttime, which was the Passover. The very next day, it's so amazing that God portrays, sorry, the Bible states that at three o'clock, he gave up his spirit. So you have to read all four gospels to piece it all together. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and then the next one is, uh, it is finished. And then the third one states, I yield up my spirit to you. And so you have to put all of them together because the disciples were at different spots viewing Christ on the cross and each one wrote down something that they heard. It says like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he did a loud yell and his spirit was taken away. And then another one says, uh, yeah, it says, oh, crikey, mental blank. It is finished and gave out a loud, loud cry and yielded up his spirit. And then the last one says, I give my spirit over to you and breathe his last at three o'clock. So why does it state three o'clock? 
Well, at three o'clock, there is a trumpet blow. So you have to look through uh, Jewish culture to understand what takes place at Passover and the days of it. And so at three o'clock on the day that Jesus passed away, they blow a loud trumpet from the top corner of the temple so that all of Jerusalem can hear it. And it's almost like a minute of silence that they hear that and they know, and it brings them into remembrance that the sacrificial lamb is being killed right now that saved us from death in Egypt. And so for Jesus to give up his spirit forcefully, he could, the other ones, they were still alive. And so they had to break their legs so that they died quicker before the end of the day. Whereas Jesus died, it was never heard of that someone would die within six hours of being on the cross. It was a very slow death as almost like a constrictor, like a python constricting. You breathe a little bit less every time. And that was the same thing. But no one had died within six hours because it said he forcefully gave up his spirit. Only God could do that. And so when the trumpet was blown, the lamb was sacrificed on the altar in the temple and Jesus died on the cross. And at the exact same moment that they both died, all of a sudden the veil was torn and the ground rumbled and shaked while it was pitch black. And then one of the soldiers goes, truly this man was the son of God. What did he see and what did he hear? Understanding that. And so that's what I preached on that. It is finished. What was also finished? The fulfillment of the Lord. For Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill the law. And so what was the purpose of the law? Well, then you go back to Genesis, sorry, Leviticus, Exodus, Leviticus and Numbers. And I guess yeah, Deuteronomy as well, that it states that the, the Lord was a moral compass to follow, to stay out of sin. So what did sin do? Sin separated us from God. So if we followed the law, we refrained from sinning, which means we were not separated from God. So why are we separated from God? Because of sin. Why would God not want us to be separated from him so that we could have a relationship with him again? And that's the whole thing that Jesus died. It is finished. I fulfilled the purpose of the law. Now all you have to do is believe and accept me and declare that with your mouth that I am Lord and believe it truly in your heart, then you will be saved and we get to come back into relationship with him. So it's just such a beautiful thing. The more you think about it, it's just, it gives me shivers and it brings me to tears sometimes, which is a good thing that I've got to this point of understanding of what he truly did. And so, yeah, back to it. When I was watching this YouTube video, the three days in hell, I thought, this is really interesting. And I started listening to it and I thought, okay, that hasn't been preached before. That hasn't been preached before. More so that either people are not confident in their understanding of it or they're actually too scared and they don't want to step on people's toes, which unfortunately is a not a high majority, but it's a majority of whether it's teachers or pastors or whoever shares the word. They don't want to uh, push people away when stating these things they want to coax them in in a nice way but if you truly love people that you will share truth and regardless whether the spirit of god reveals it to them through conviction or they harden their hearts and they reject it and become a angry mob i guess and in acts as a great portrayal that when paul i mean sorry when peter spoke to the crowd after pentecost he was very 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 blunt 
you did this to Jesus. You put him on the cross. You killed him. You guys are the ones that did it. And it says the spirit of God was speaking through him. And then all of a sudden they came to a realization. Oh, we actually did do that. Crikey. What can we do? What can we do to get away from what we did? Like how can we uh, make up for our ways? And he said to confess with your mouth and believe that Christ actually did die for you. He had to die for you. So you didn't get a choice in the matter that you put him to the cross because he had to go to the cross. Whether you were the ones that said set Barabbas free or not is actually us that put him on the cross regardless. And so he spoke very bluntly, but it was such a truth that they could not deny it. And the spirit of God brought conviction upon them and that day that they were saved. And when uh, Stephen spoke to the Pharisees in the court, he said the spirit of God came upon him and then he spoke. He was not a learned man and he shared about Moses and the law and he was so in-depth and precise that they could not find fault in him. And they were enraged, kicked him out of the city and stoned him on the spot. That's the two responses to when truth is spoken. And so when, regardless of back then to now, it'll either be conviction or they will feel condemned, which means they are being self-centered, going, how dare you say this to me? I don't accept it. Rather than being willing to take it in and go, sorry, take it in and accept it and allow the Spirit of God to truly reveal this truth to you. And so I started reading a lot of the comments and a lot of the comments, they're going, oh, this is heresy and da, 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 da. But he, everything he taught them, he shared uh, so like scripture. And then he shares a lot. He's very good. He under, he When he went to seminary, this bloke, he studied ancient biblical Greek and Hebrew. And since then, he's studied on, I guess they call it eschatology, I think, and understanding and learning about ancient traditions of the Greeks, of the uh, all the Arab nations around and Israel and Judah and that. He learnt and studied all these things. And so when he presents the word to people, he gives such a good running background of all these things. And so when these people were saying heresy and that, and I was listening to it, I thought, no, nah, he's spot on. Like I have read not all of that scripture that he's presenting, but a lot of that, that's what I have come to understand. And so when he showed in the Torah, like the first five books of the law, it states what is to be done with the sacrifices being completely consumed by fire, flesh, guts, bones, absolutely everything. And so that is what God stated had to take place of the first male ram. These things had to happen. So if Jesus is the sacrificial lamb, the exact same process had to take place, that he had to be completely consumed by fire. And so for an innocent soul to be completely consumed by fire, all of a sudden, everything does a complete 180. So an innocence was completely consumed by fire for the sacrifice of all. And yeah, when I was reading the comments, I thought, these people actually haven't read their Bible or they've read it, but they've read it through a lens of their perception of what God and who God is like. And that's unfortunately a lot of people 
do do that because they want to perceive God in a certain light rather than reading scripture and seeing what Christ did and allowing the spirit of God to reveal that truth. Like me now compared to five years ago, I've vastly, vastly changed and I hope I have grown in that time in my understanding of God that I no longer purposely look through a lens of how I perceived him back then. There is a lens and that lens is called the Bible. And so as I look through it and I start to see exactly what Christ did, then I'm able to now piece together all these parts of scripture that follow this common theme of what God is like. God is love, that he designed us and created us so that we could have a relationship with him. He wanted us badly enough that he goes, rather than just being in all eternity with him and the angels, he went, actually, I want a being that is like us to have a relationship with us, something that can multiply by themselves so that I can have a relationship with more and more and more people. That is love. But then God is just. It is black and white. Every sentence has to have a dot and a comma and a cross T, all these things has to be exactly right. And so if we're not exactly right, we are no longer just. We are guilty of something. And so if we are guilty, a loving God being just has to apply a punishment. However that looks, that's up to God. But because of that, there is just so much that we see. And if God is just, God has the ability to bring wrath. And that's it. So you've got these different key aspects. Primarily, he is love. But punishment has to come to those that disobey. Just like parents, that if a child disobeys, there is a consequence. There is a punishment, however that may look. And it's exactly the same with God. And so looking through this and, yeah, listening to this bloke's sermons, I thought, he's actually spot on. And so I started listening. And within the last two weeks, I think I've listened to 35 of his sermons <laughs> Is absolutely incredible. So his name is Alan Nolan from Cornerstone Fellowship in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. So you guys over in America, you may have heard of him, you may not have. Um, he's very, very blunt with everything. He gets snarky at times, but you have to listen and understand why he's doing it. He's very confident in scripture. And he shows that with his teachings. I'm very, very impressed with him. And so I've just had him playing on and on and on. On He does on Sunday mornings, he does topical preaching and he'll do series of four to six weeks. Um, and then on Wednesday nights, they actually do verse by verse breakdown studies of complete books. And so at the minute I'm going through the book of, uh, uh, the book of Amos and I think I'm up to sermon 27 or 28. And it's just incredible how in-depth he actually is with it all. So, yeah, I strongly, strongly recommend him. And don't take offense to how he talks. Actually listen to it and run with your – have your Bible next to you and listen to it as you go. And I think you'll be very surprised with how much you actually learn historically. And when you learn something historically, all of a sudden the Scripture actually changes a bit to your perception of it. Because now you know what was taking place at the exact time for whatever to be said 
was said and it opens it up so much more. So I really strongly uh, suggest that you guys listen to him whenever you're, you're able to. I've never actually heard a pastor that I'm so excited to listen to. And it's not that I've got rose-colored glasses on or anything, but I've listened to quite a few pastors. And yes, there are some that are very good. Like I really enjoy Robert Morris. I really enjoy uh, Nathan Johnson from Nathan Johnson Ministries. He does something very similar, but he's not quite, or they're not quite as in-depth as this bloke is consistently week in, week out. Um, so yeah, he's very, very good. He might say things that will make you take a step back, but don't disregard it until you listen to the entire sermon. Cause he says that quite a lot that people will like, they'll stick on something and then they'll send him an email and he goes, well, did you listen to the rest of the sermon? I actually covered that. I like, I brought that to light why that's actually there, but a lot of people they'll jump on something and that's what they'll hang themselves up on and they won't be able to get past it. So I really encourage you to listen to it and follow along with scripture and not get hung up on a certain statement or whatever and listen to more than one sermon and keep listening to a couple more and all of a sudden you actually get used to how he preaches and you'll start to see his heart behind it. Like there's many times that he'll through sir through scripture, he'll be reading scripture and he'll start crying because he has a, a different understanding and he understands the historical content of it, of why it's being said and his heart cries out for it. So I really, really encourage him for anybody to listen to. And yeah, so, and also welcome to more people around the world. I'm, I'm very vastly surprised and I'm so happy about it. I've got a, a viewer in um Ireland, believe it or not. My uncle over in New Zealand, shout out to Uncle Robin. <laughs> and I've got a couple over in America as well in a couple of different states. So that's very exciting. And I don't know how I can increase my viewer platform after study that. It's not the intention to become popular or whatever through it, but genuinely wanting people. I do want people around the world to be able to listen to scripture being broken down in a more in-depth light and starting to see God differently in the way that God is to, like God is to be portrayed sort of thing and to someone to be honest and open about it. Um, so yeah, it's very, very exciting that there are actually people around the world that are starting to, to listen to this. I'm very excited for that. And I thank God that, that that's actually been able to, to take place. And I pray that it's able to expand a bit more, not to be cocky about it or anything, but it's just awesome that there are people that find this throughout the world rather than just my family and friends here in Australia. So no, it's absolutely awesome. So, well, this went a lot longer in a breakdown. So I'm gonna, I guess, label it, uh, pass the suggestion and <laughs> a bit of, it is finished. A bit of the, the Passover, I guess. So. I'll finish up there and then we'll actually, I'll stop it here and then I'll start recording another one straight after. And then we will get into chapter eight. So I'm sorry if 
that's not what you wanted to hear, but <laughs> that's just what I I just started rolling with. Um, and yeah, so when we we will keep going through with Genesis a bit, and then I would like to go into Exodus and um, get to a point of actually yeah doing topical sermons and incorporating Old Testament and New Testament together and tackle specific topics that a lot of us don't quite grasp either don't quite grasp the concept or have a skewed concept of it okay um so like having parts of it as truth and then put in a a personal opinion on it that has altered it slightly and that slight alteration has actually brought you to a another point that's quite off track so that's what i'd like to do so yeah we'll go through genesis a bit more a couple more chapters and we might actually jump around like we might go up to uh like abraham and jacob and that and actually look into that and then go into excess with moses but we might start jumping around a little bit after this so yeah i'll just give you a heads up now and i hope that you'll still look forward to joining me because i love going through acts and first corinthians and i've looked through um books of timothy hebrews i really enjoy those books and they bring a light bring to light a lot when you are able to view the the base word or should i say the base word that equates to a sentence or a paragraph rather than our one word sort of thing so we really do miss out on quite a bit so i'll finish up here and the next one when i come back we will start off with chapter eight like we were supposed to so yes i'll see you guys next time Bye-bye.